Well, hello, Dan. What's up, J-Man? I have an issue with uh, those members of Fresh Talk Nation, if a nation we can call it. (laughs) It's more of a county. County. Like a township. Yes, a township, a county, county township. Yeah, my my phone's a little quiet, Dan. I'm going to try and crank myself up here a little bit. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. I don't know. So here's my problem. Um, I brought the world, Fresh Talk Nation, a goddamn good jingle in... J-Man's got a big cock, bought it at the mall. <laughs> that and, was a funny one. And nothing, n- no response, no nothing. But I'm, I can't walk down the street without somebody demanding to hear a redneck bong. And that just goes to show you that people want to hear what they know. You ran an errand? They, yeah, they're not prepared to hear anything new because I, I just, I bestowed a gem upon Fresh Talk Nation and nothing, no one has reached out to me in any way, shape or form and said, you know what? I got J-Man's got a big cock stuck in my head right now. I think they just want to know if you, since you got it at the mall, if you can still return it, like if it's not working properly. I'm telling you, that's been stuck in my head for like a month since it was written. I, it's, I just, Shit is funny. There's, I have extended versions. I mean, it gets crazy. J-Man's got a big cock, <laughs> showed it to the kids. J-Man's got a big cock, Maybe now he does a bid. Maybe don't J-Man's in the say state pen. the kids thing. That's the whole point. And I went to the state <laughs> pen, and I get busted out. And I mean, I had just, and yet nobody cared. And if you haven't heard that episode, you have no idea what I'm talking That's, about. It's uh, 144. So look up 144. I wrote a great jingle. I played it at the beginning of the episode. I believe it was the Dan Extravaganza. It was. It was which I'm was a highly rated episode. Double- On top of it, it was a popular episode yeah. and no one remembered the song. Uh, you know, it's hard to get anybody to... Uh, so, uh, no one cares about no anything No one cares. Yeah, it's 140. Sorry, 144. My number is all fucked up. It's the one that came out on my birthday. Mm. And you know what? I bet if we would retitle if we re- would retitle that instead of Dan Extravaganza, J Man's got a big cock. You'd at least see what that episode was about. Well, you want to try it? Do a little social experiment? <laughs> no, I don't. So look for the episode called J Man's Got a Big Cock coming this fall. Yes. Which is now. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, Dan, how you been, man? It has been a while since it's, we've recorded it's been a fresh talk. Like three weeks, man. Big break for us. Yeah, it is a big break. I'm good. Um, a lot of shits happened between now and then. I'm sure a lot of shits happened for you between yeah. now and then. Yeah, it's been it's been busy times because it's the summer's coming to a close, if you will. So uh, busy period for a lot of people. A lot of yeah. things happening, if you will. You know, um, anything in particular that's been that's been rocking with you and your existence. Uh, well, as you said, summer's coming to a close, which means school is back in session, which for most people doesn't mean much, be- but because I work for the public school system here, uh, it means not much to me either because I don't do the job I used to do. I work in a different capacity. Yeah, now. back in the day, this was crunch time for you because you were getting ready. <laughs> this right? was insanity time yeah. for me a year ago and seven years prior. But this year it's like, oh, school's back in. Mm-hmm. We did just remodel my office though. So I got to move. Okay. Uh, got brand new furniture. I have a standing desk now. I feel very modern. Do you like those? I well, I've had it for two days, so I don't. <laughs> but so far, I do. But it kind of took me back to when I used to work at Salzers because you're on your feet all day in retail, right? Yeah, yeah. And in my last job, I walked around a lot because I was at school sites. And in this job, I sit. So now I can not just sit all the time. Well, some people really swear by it. My good friend Amber uh, is way yeah. into that. But a lot of people that have back issues tend to be proponents of the standing desk. Sure. I guess it's good for back helps issues. It keeps your posture aligned. You don't have to think about it as much, I would guess. Sure. I don't know. Uh, I, just, I, don't I just like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I fall back to that old writer thing of a writer just hunched over a desk paneling away on a typewriter. I like that. I don't know. You know, it just appeals to my sensibilities. It would be tough to write the great American novel standing so up. much harder on your back to lug the typewriter around though I mean True. think you yeah. take a laptop to a standing desk you're okay so you're digging the standing desk after two days yeah after two days I uh, went to Palm Springs over the weekend had a nice little Palm vacation Palm Springs yeah really it's kind of a weird one I oddly uh, caught um, two minutes of Price is Right today which is my <laughs> every decade I catch two minutes of that and this decade happened to be today and one there you go and one of the uh, one of the uh, gifts was a, a trip to Palm Springs and the guy was freaking out. I'm <laughs> like, Bob Hope Boulevard. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, that ain't all that cool. Like if you've been to Palm Springs in the summer, it's essentially the end of the world in terms of heat. It wasn't as hot as it could have been. It was low hundreds. I think the first day we got there was like a <laughs> it was low hundreds. It's the fucking desert. <laughs> it's like saying the Negev is 110. You're like, damn, that's cool. Um, 
it was it was nice. It was a retreat for for Jacqueline's work. It was sort of a promotion that people could win, and she was kind of hosting it, so we got to go. Um, okay. And she had to work. You were selling timeshares essentially. Yeah, I got I got a, just a ninety minute lecture, and you can stay for the whole weekend. It's actually not what happened at all, but it was it was a nice um, respite. We got to you know hang out in the pool. They had a lazy river. It wasn't like all inclusive or anything, mm-hmm. but we got like a spa treatment. So I got a massage, which my first you one. got a massage, first one ever. Wow, Wanted to care of me. I'll tell you what. You, listen, I've had one massage in my whole life. Like you know gone somewhere and paid for it and it was on vacation similar thing at a resort and i'm not a massage guy man it doesn't show me out did you enjoy it i did i didn't this was my first one so i didn't know what to expect i did enjoy it it was 50 minutes five zero minutes which kind of seemed like a long time i got bored yeah i was i know people that love it and they fall asleep and they they think that's the most i'm not comfortable with people just just i don't know i didn't like it was a little uncomfortable not uncomfortable it was a little I was just unsure of how I was going to react. Even when it was happening, I was like, well, this feels good on my back. Like, you know, and they fucking massage everywhere. So, you know, I was like, I don't know how this part feels. Now, were you in the nude? No, I wasn't. I kept my boxers on, but it's because I didn't know what protocol. I was like, are you supposed to be? Like, yeah. you're not. So I left my chonies on. Mm-hmm. You know, they give you a fancy robe and you walk in there. And, you know, the guy keeps the sheet up or the girl, whoever your masseuse is. Did he get close to your nudnik? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, how kinda. close? Not close enough. It didn't move. That's Cl- close enough that you were stoked or close enough that you're like, this isn't cool. Uh, neither. I was like, well, it's a massage. Like he, it was neither cool <laughs> nor not cool. Oh boy. Well, it's a massage. So that, I guess that counts. Ah, oh, the happy ending was fabulous. Wow. So you had a dude too, huh? I did. And I think I was the only guy. So the, the, the only guy that picked a guy. No, I didn't pick anybody. Wow. man. <laughs> I would have, though. Had I, 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 I wasn't given the choice. Why have the tides of turns, food man? <laughs> if this was me, I'd be lit up seven ways to Sunday. That's because you're afraid of it. Nobody <laughs> else is. <laughs> Uh, I'm you haven't figured that out yet. It's okay. I, I support you and your sexual adventures, Dan. Hey, man, I'm just doubling my chances is all I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So um, since the last Fresh Talk, Dan got a hand job from a guy named Juan in Palm Springs. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that, but I'm happy for you nonetheless. Palm Springs, indeed. <laughs> oh, oh, hey now. <laughs> so yeah, you know what? I guess it was technically all inclusive because. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> it, it was all included. Let me tell you. Uh, yeah, it was paid for by the company Jacqueline works for, so that was very nice. Mm, fascinating. So I did that, uh, but my, you know, my Do you thing- like desert. Um, let's talk about desert real quick. I ain't into the desert. I know people that are actually like, you know, white trash is really into the desert. Like that's a location. Like let's go on vacation to the desert out of your fucking mind. It's hot as all hell. And I don't like ride quads and dirt bikes. And I think that's what brings people out. Sure. If there's something for you to do out there, like riding quads or dirt bikes, or you're like really into hiking and you want to go to Joshua tree or Joshua tree or see like painted rock. Like there's cool shit you can do in the desert if that's what you're into. But if you're going to go to a resort with a bunch of pools, including a lazy river and like a spa, like you can, why go to the desert Why where it's a hundred and plus degree? You can do that in Oxnard. Yeah. Like, with, so I, I, I kind of don't get that aspect of it. I get the resort part. That's kind of cool. But like, I'd rather go. But to there's Cancun. resorts everywhere. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. There, there's resorts everywhere. But some people like the desert and oddly enough, Palm Springs uh, back in the day, in the d- days of what, Frank Sinatra and Elvis was a was a destination. I mean, there's Bob Hope Boulevard. There's I mean, there's a lot of money. I what guess. made all those people go out to the like, like, I'm sick of L.A. Maybe they were trying I'm to make it. Like in New Vegas. That's yeah, the I mean, only thing I can yeah, think of. Because I think there was like nightclubs and stuff out there at one imagine time. Imagine you know? being there like in the 60s when AC wasn't a thing. Ugh. Like, why would you ever go? And, and, and ludicrously famous people went there again, like yeah. Sinatra and Elvis. So yeah, maybe yeah. it was almost like a Cali Vegas. I think they must have been trying to turn yeah. it into something like, because there are casinos. There's, I mean, there's Indian casinos out there. Mm. But that's it. I mean, yeah. I was out there, oddly enough, uh, I went to a boxing match down in uh, Indio last Last weekend. It's right next door. Yeah, which is right next door. So I, oddly enough, I myself was in that area. So drove straight down. And man, that desert heat is a strange thing. Mm -hmm. So you're in the nice AC car for three hours and you get out and the traffic sucks and you pass those big windmills and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden you get out and it takes your breath away. Like if, because I didn't stop for like a pee break. It was like a straight three and a half hour mission down there. So I got out of that car. I was like, nice. You know, like. It's it's intense. It's brutal, and like I said, it was the the first day we were there. We got there Friday. It was the hottest day while we were there. And, and honestly, like even with the heat, when you're in the shade, like under a under a tent or under an umbrella by the pool, yeah, it's all right. It's hot, but it's not like unbearable. But you go into the sun, you're like, oh fuck, no no yeah. no, no no no. Like you can't not wear sandals even going from the lounge chair yeah. to the pool because your feet will melt. Did you ever tell the story? I was down there and went for a run and got trapped without water. 
<laughs> Let me tell you. It's a, but you got 11 feet from the door and you were yeah, done. I get it's a 30 it. second I story. <laughs> I was down there um, and uh, again, same casino that I went to where my buddy uh, Chia was fighting and uh, I at the I was um, I still do run but I was going through my big running stage uh-huh. like where I lost a lot of weight. This was knee deep where like I was, you know how you get addicted sometimes working out. Yeah, like I totally. I do. don't run every single. This is not now, but a couple <laughs> years ago, I went through a period where if I didn't run every day, I'd freak out. So I liked running outside. I actually liked running in the heat because you get that extra sweat. You almost mm-hmm. get like an extra little like high. It's good. You get a little warm up. Yeah, you know totally. So anyway, I um was at this casino and it was down in the Palm Springs area and um there was a golf course next to it and there was like the the the, the frontage road that you could run. Basically, the 10 or whatever that is down there, right? So, anyway, Dan, I go for a trot, and I'm going to go outside, and I wasn't going to make it a long one. But the problem was there was really no place to run because it was just like an Indian casino. So, I ended up on the frontage road. Well, (laughs) let me tell you, running on a hot day in Ventura without water versus running in Indio, California without water, different planet. This is a completely true story. I'm not exaggerating. I went about a half mile, and then suddenly... It's almost instant dehydration. It's yeah. weird. It doesn't like, man, I'm getting thirsty. It was like, uh oh. Oh my God. I can't, I got no liquid. I'm, oh my God. Sun's beating down. I'm on a frontage road. There's nothing around. And I could see maybe like a half mile out because it's flat where I was. Uh, a Love's truck stop. And I'm like, okay. The casino looks about a half mile behind me. And the Love's truck stop's a half mile in front of me. What do I do? So I, this is my thinking. Call 911. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thinking at the time was I'll go to Love's Truck Stop because then I can get a water and then still get my run in and go back, right? So by the time I got to that truck stop, I looked like something out of a horror movie, I believe dude. It. I mean, imagine it. Just I ran it a mile in the desert. Oh, you didn't walk four, it? You ran the, you yeah, ran the last half I, mile? Yeah, yeah. I walked a Ooh. mile in the desert on the side of a freeway covered in sweat. You know, I got like shorts on and a tank top or something. I walk into that Love's Truck Stop. And like literally, like I go over to the uh, the 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 machine, right? And I like check in. I didn't have my wallet on me. The desert heat had gone to me. I'd I'd gone mad. All I had was like my phone. You know, it was probably an iPod. It was probably an iPod. I didn't even have a phone. So I'm like, oh no. You know, so like I just wasn't thinking straight. I was like in serious trouble, right? So I filled the thing up with ice, right? And I like, I wait in line at the counter. Like I don't even. You accept Apple Pay. I didn't didn't even touch the ice, right? I just waited in the long line, right? And I got up to the counter. I'm like, I accidentally went for a run and didn't realize how hot it was going to be. I'm not doing so good. Do you think I could have this couple ice for free and I'll come back later and give you a buck? The lady at the counter just didn't say a word, dude. Didn't say a word. I was literally like... Thank you very much. I just accepted her action, you know, and I just started like, oh, like licking the ice. She's like, you want to fill that out with water? I'm like, you're very kind. I mean, literally, I was like, I was like desert drunk. And dude. when you left, she turned it's to a her. True story. She let, she turned to her, cur- your coworker and went meth. Not yeah. even once. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Like what kind of lunatic goes for a two mile run in the desert without, crack without a bottle of water, dude? I mean, like it was just it was it's, it would be like running in the Arctic, like without a jacket like what the fuck are you doing you know just it was just a bad call you know <laughs> but that happened down there so i'm not into it. that desert like i don't if i'm if i want to have a good time i don't want to be in the desert yeah not me neither i mean there are other places i'd rather go i had a good time it was lovely i would do it again uh-huh. if i got to do the same thing and not have to pay for anything any good eating down there i imagine there's some good restaurants there were perhaps. some good restaurants so mm-hmm. we ate at the hotel the first night and okay. the second night we went out to a restaurant mm-hmm. uh it was delicious the food was very good, good. not quite vegas good but Fucking good. Good, good. The problem with Vegas is it's so overpriced now. I think, I mean, I, I was in Vegas about a month ago um, for a friend's wedding, and my God, Dan, I mean, that's it's expensive. It's gone nuts, and it's an arms race to almost be like impress people, if that makes sense. Like, hey, I'll. I'll pick up the tab. I, we'll eat at the most expensive restaurant. We, well, that, well, that hotel has, it's weird. It's the only place where people don't look to for cheaper deals. They almost look for like, what's the most hoi folloi show off. Mm. Like we need to stay at that casino. Cause it's the new one. Well, it's the same as hoi every folloi. other. Go on. Is it? Um, it's the same. I'm going to do Morty mind blowers and erase your memory. Um, <laughs> so when you find all your memories, Dan, it's just going to be all these words that I've said wrong that I've erased from your mind. That's my you personal know. hell. Yeah. Um, so, uh, 
I, you know, it's just like an arms race out there. And again, it's still, it's Vegas is cool, but it's kind of losing my luster. I used to every the older I get, the more days I trim off the trip. Like back in the days, like I could spend a week in Vegas. Then it was like I could spend four days in Vegas. Then it's like no, seventy two hours is perfect. Then it was like two days, two days. Now I'm literally that, like, do you one think day is the fact that you're losing Vegas is losing its appeal for you, or the fact that you're just getting old? Mm. I think. Maybe it's a little bit of both, but Vegas appeals to older people too. I mean, it's gotten very young. No, no, I'm saying there's still you, a lot. Though. There's still a lot you can do there. You know, I just my biggest problem with Vegas has always been I've never really gone there with a lot of money, and it's an expensive town. You it have is. to go. You can just do, do some cheap stuff there, but you better get off that strip. And I always end up staying at one of the casinos on the strip. Strips will where, get you. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, just ask Juan. <laughs> uh, but, but so it's so so expensive, and then you know, I one of these days just. One of these centuries, I'll go there like with some money and just say, okay, I'm going for it. I'm going to eat at that expensive restaurant. I'm going to gamble, like really gamble, not like put $100 into a slot machine and walk away five, snow, five seconds later. You know what I mean? Like just, <laughs> On the penny slot. Just, yeah. You oh, just, Max bets 100 bucks. Fuck. It's just gotten very expensive. And yes. when we were young, I remember my parents would get uh, cards in the mail that would be like, hey. Free flight to Vegas or free hotels. That was a real big one. Free dinners. They really, but it got so cool that now it's gone on the opposite. So it's, again, it's this spending Armageddon out there of just trying to attract people that, you know, the price is on everything, man. I mean, and literally you walk off that strip. If you get off that strip and you can find the Walgreens around the you corner, you, it, it's yeah. normal. You're back to, you're back to reality, but anything that exists. Go to Fremont Street. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> anything that exists within those casinos is insanity, you know? We had a couple good times in Vegas. I had some great times in Vegas. Yeah. I didn't spend any money. It was wonderful. Yeah. But you're not I, a gambler. I'm, I'm also not a gambler. Yeah. So, you know, being able to walk around with a beer or two, get a couple free drinks, maybe if I'm at the craps table, roulette, and not spend a shitload of money because I don't care. Mm. Awesome. And also, we were very broke when we were on tour, so going yeah. to Vegas wasn't, it was like, cool. I'll walk yeah, around. it was weird. We would walk around. We were the we were that. <laughs> and I was there. I was like, "There's the young walk around crowd," and that was <laughs> us. Like, where hey, yo, get one of those huge beers, yeah, yeah. and just walk up and down a the yard street. of you know whatever. Were, were you on the walk one time? We were in Vegas, and we w- walked that whole strip. That were I you was. part of that? I was. It is the most deceiving visual thing that you will ever yeah. experience. And anybody that's listening to this that's been to Vegas and has done that walk will understand it. That strip doesn't look that long. But if you walk essentially the length of it, you know, the the majority of it, it is frighteningly long. I mean, we were out there for hours walking. It was like because we were staying at the casino at the very end. It was like, we'll never get that once down to the end of the strip and and back, basically. And it took us like two and a half hours. I mean, obviously, we weren't in any kind of shape, but but it was hot out. We weren't in in good shape at all. That's the other thing is it's still the fucking desert. It's hot as shit. We're probably getting a little drunk, too. I mean, oh, God. But we had some interesting times. But you're right. We always went there. Almost as kids poor, which is probably not the experience that a lot of people have with Vegas. We had a very unique experience. Like we'd have, we'd be in the uh, RV, and we didn't. We, or we like didn't, a Motel Six or we something. We didn't play like, Vegas a lot. Not a lot. We did I, sometimes. I think we could count on one hand the amount. Now we were there for Warp Tour. We were there for Warped. and we did play that day at Warp Tour. I we believe. did. It was, it was hot, hot as, as all fuck. hell. Um, we we played with Bowling for Soup at Jillian's at Bowling Alley. That was a real cool we show. Did. We played with Real Big Fish there at the Hard Rock. Oh, right? sorry, we, not the Hard Rock we, at the House of Blues. We did. I forgot about that. We played that. a show out, outside Vegas. Yeah, that was, was the only time cool. we played the Vegas Vegas House of Blues. Yeah, it's true. Oh, that's cool. That was a good venue. Out man, that Sugar Coat show. Shit went off. Was a cool show. Was that, show there was a lot of people that was outdoors yeah. henderson we played with um psycho cafe on that weird That's little right. tour um with johnny something johnny truant sky fox johnny or something like that and they, but, but not a lot remember. it wasn't a big spot for us by any means but we we, we, we came through there once fun. or twice it was a good stage it was a good show uh, always always vegas man vegas in the desert Wow. Um, yeah, so that's what I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Sweet. This has been a desert-themed episode. Um, Dan, another bone to pick with you. Uh, after Fresh Talk Nation has devastated me with absolutely no love for J-Man as a big cock, which has really haunted me because it's a very catchy song. I highly recommend everybody go back and listen to it multiple times so you can appreciate its genius and beauty. But, um, dude, Westworld. Dan, I have been slogging through the second season of Westworld. <laughs> How far have you made it? I am like two episodes away from finishing it. 
Man, it looks great, Dan. Oh, it looks great. Yeah. The music's cool as hell. It's really something on a visual level that you can put up there against anything that's ever been on TV. But what the fuck is going on? Are they just being out there? Because you loved it. I loved the first season. I like, lo- now, you know I love the first season. We spent episodes talking about re- Westworld. But, you know, I... As we've talked about before, I watched it a second time, got a deeper insight into the show uh-huh. and like what it was talking about and the philosophical, all that stuff. Loved it. Second season, I was like, I'm giving it a shot. And I did. <laughs> Coincidentally enough, I just finished the season two days ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Great. So the finale is fresh in my mind. Okay. But it had been weeks between episodes nine and ten for me. Dan, what did you think of the second season on a whole? Again, I haven't Ooh. seen how it wrapped up, but I'm telling you, there was one or two episodes that took me like, and I don't do this. I tend to sit down and watch a whole show. Stop. I was having trouble getting through it and not because I disliked it. It was just like, what the hell is going on here? Like they might as well just call that show Bernard's world because it's just, you follow Bernard in three different time periods. I, I mean, I'm not a moron and I was having trouble figuring out what freaking Bernard I was watching and what time period. And all of a sudden Ford comes back and what the hell is he? Is a ghost in the machine? Is he uh and the, the Delos thing and the, the man in black and he's, it's, it's, I want to like it so bad because I love the first season and the first season was deep, but you could it follow it. You could follow it. This one I find to be deep to the point of just confusion. And I hate when they cross that line like, you're an idiot if you don't get it. No, I'm probably not an idiot, but this is too much, man. <laughs> it's interesting to hear you synopsize it like that because when you say that and you hit on all these major points, I was like, yeah, that's really fucking good. Like, that's a good show. There's so much other crap in that season mm-hmm. that's confusing mm-hmm. and makes you feel like a moron mm-hmm. and is kind of pointless mm-hmm. and is uh, eh, character development, but you don't really need it in season two. So when you boil it down to what you just said, I was like, yeah, this is great. And that's what they do. But there's a lot of, I'm not saying, I'm not, I wouldn't say fluff, but like, what the fucking, what the fuckery. Yeah. Um, so, so I need to watch it again. Again. <laughs> oh my god, you're gonna watch a whole season again to figure out if you like it or not? No, to figure out what the fuck's going on. Oh, okay. Because everybody so did, is so like, did, what the fuck? Did you like it or not? I did, I did like it. I didn't like it anywhere near as much as the first season. But you're still in. I'm still in, and I'll watch season three. What is this consensus? Have you read a lot of stuff online, or have you stayed off? I've stayed for away spoilers? from it because I didn't see the finale. And are now that people I see like it, me, or are people like, no, it's genius and perfect and brilliant? Because, man, it just lost so much luster for me. So, Staying away from it, I haven't seen much. 75% of what I have seen in like headlines scrolling by I'm listening. has been like you. You have I, seen that. Okay. I've seen a few other articles referencing like, no, Westworld is really good. And here's why. I, the best, and I, I can't give credit because I don't remember who said this. The best synopsis I've heard about <laughs> season two is that like Westworld just doesn't care about humans. So you don't get the fucking show because it's not for you because you're a human. Like it was kind of a joke, but I was like, that's actually really genius. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I like the finale. I don't know what it means. Uh, I've got to get through it because I, yeah. mean, I mean, I mean, but I just but see, I'm not even paying attention to the like the way I should and the way I do for shows that I love, and I, I maybe some of that is me, and I'm angry at myself for not like. Just being in like the first season, I look forward to that every week. Yep. I, Dan, I, I would that was a show that I would watch twice. I would yeah. I would watch the Me episode too. and then when it came on like later that night I'd watch be like again. this show's great I'm laying in bed I'll just watch it again I, I loved everything about it um and this one is just my God it's it, and I think it's that time jumping that throws me off they're literally that's what they do that's the show three friggin timelines that's man. the show though and that's it's it's Nolan right it's Christopher Nolan Christopher Nolan John. One of the Nolan brothers, uh-huh. which obviously Christopher Nolan, that's what he does too. But like, they're showing you the same. Memento. But they're showing you the same character. That's what's tough too with the Bernard guy, where it it's is. just like, oh my god, and he doesn't look any different. Dan, they don't even give him like a gray beard or something. It's like it's years ago. He's a fucking robot. It's years ago. It's now, or it's you, you know what I mean. Like, and what about and when they'll show you real Bernard, when Bernard was a what person? Arnold, yeah, yeah. Or when he was, I mean, yeah. God, oh my god. And you know what? I I will say that they explain that. In the finale. Okay. 
It may not be a satisfactory explanation. Like, I feel like I've, they explain. I've it. watched eight episodes and I feel like I need to watch all eight again to even catch up with what's going on. Like, there's been all these breakthroughs. And then I feel like maybe I didn't pick up on the breakthrough. Did you ever do that? Like, oh, that was a big reveal, but I'm so lost that I now what I don't know it's a big reveal. And there was like a cool battle scene on the last episode that I watched in the Mesa or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not even appreciating this like I should. It's really peed me off. They did They did lose me a bit, as much as I love that show. Like you in the first season, like the second season, while it was really cool and I liked a lot of stuff they did, I kind of lost it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's nowhere near True Detective. Mm-hmm. Wait, are you talking about True Detective being bad? Season two. That's an atrocity. It's, but did you see? Yes, I did. I, so I haven't watched it yet. Oh, the trailer for the trailer for well, season keep in mind, three. There was talk they weren't going to do season three of True Detective because season two was essentially mocked. I did hear that. I also heard the creator, whatever his name is, was like, no, I'm doing season three because uh-huh. he wasn't as involved in season two as season one. The guy that like created it didn't yeah. direct it. Like really? The, he wasn't involved no. in season two. He was involved, but not nearly as much. I think he directed all the episodes in the first season or something like that. And then the second season, he didn't. But I watched right, he did it. Write them all in the first. I watched the trailer. The, it's a little preview trailer. It's a, teaser, so right? it's a teaser trailer. It looks significantly better because because yeah, because you know what? They touched on what really was great about the first one was there were these two guys that were haunted by essentially an old crime. Yeah. And that second season wasn't that. It was almost like a current crime story. A bullshit crime story. Oh, God, it was bad. It was a land deal gone bad. Like, really? Oh, God, you know, blue balls in my soul. I mean, oh, it was so (laughs) bad, dude. Um, The heart of the heart. Uh, It uh, may as well be the soul. Yeah, totally. And they, um, but this one, the guy's narrating and the actor essentially is just like, you see him age. You see like a picture so of him I young read and that old. You see him bouncing between like three stages of his life, and like something he says something, or a character says something to the effect of "How come you can't get over that?" or something like that. And I still can't let go of it. It's not a haunted thing. Okay, I'm in. I want to see what is haunting this man later in his life, Fuck which yeah. is what was nice about the first season. Yep. And the second season was just a crime story, and it wasn't even a very good and one. And it wasn't a good one, God, and the acting was mostly bad, and the story was shit. Remember those thousand and one aerial shots of the freeways and like... like yeah, like City of Industry? Yeah. Like, great. Again, and again, and again. It wasn't even L.A. It was just like... You know, it was like the five Hot footage, the five. Oh, God, that was that bad. But I'm excited for that season of True Detective. I really am. It looks cool, but it's it not till next year. I will give it a go. I will so f- is Game of Thrones. I will finish Westworld. I heard Game of Thrones got bumped slightly. I mean, it was already 2019 to begin with. They announced that in 2017. Okay. It was going to be 2019. So if it gets bumped by six months, I don't really care because it is the culmination of too many years of uh, watching and reading. Mm-hmm. Release that fucking book, Martin. Yeah. Um, but Better Call Saul is back. I've only seen the first season oh. and adored it, and I gotta watch the other ones. They're oh, special, it's great. huh? They're, it's good. They huh? took all the lessons they learned in Breaking Bad and applied them to Better Call Saul. Okay. So all and and it's not to say that they didn't have to grow in season one and learn what they were doing because they did, but they got there much qu- more quickly mm. with Better Call Saul, and it's fucking great because you see a bunch of the characters you're used to. Wow. And you see some and, new and ones. And they really, really um, a lot of throwbacks and homages to. Breaking Bad, right? Well, it's the, it, so it's a prequel, it's, it's as you know. Legitimate prequel, though. It was so it's an yeah, yeah. it's it's it, what was occurring with uh, the the Chicken Brothers and the whole yeah. The so whole. there's and and uh, there are some prominent roles for some of those actors for some of those characters and who, who I got, love it. Who got to get real roles? They got to come back and and replay those characters, yeah. which oh, is it's great. great. It's great because yeah. you see one pop in, and you're like, "Fuck yeah, two goes in this one." Yeah, I adored um. The first season. Yeah, and it was great. one of those things. The only reason I haven't watched it is just, you know, when you got the list and it's just, what am I going to watch next? So I, I definitely need to do that to catch up. And I think Michael McKean is just a tremendous actor. He's great. I mean, leave Spinal Tap out of it and all the comedy he's ever done. He's just a great He does actor. really well in he's this He's really series. good on Twitter. Do you follow him on Twitter? I don't. I you don't. should. He's, he's, he's very he intelligent. Really? Have you gone I, away from the old tweet? It's been a couple of years since I've been active on Twitter. Like, I'll check You're it every kidding. six months. No. You and used I, to have your station up, and it would have, like, several Twitters on I there. do. That still exists, but I just, I never check it. You left Twitter, huh? Basically, effectively, I left Twitter. Oh, oh, I mean, have you backed off social media in general? Are you more of a Facebook guy, or are you all on the gram now? No, I'm definitely more of a Facebook guy. I should be more of a gram guy than I am. I check that, like, once a week. Mm. Uh, but I'm just kind of falling out of social media, kind of in general. Yeah. But Twitter, like, left a couple of years ago. Like, wow. it's probably, I, I need to... 
clean my feet up and like follow people that I really care about so I yeah. can read some, but it's just like I've a been, constant, it's overwhelming. Yeah, you know, I, I still, I've actually been really, really quiet on there. Just, I mean, I don't know why, but I just, you know how sometimes you kind of go through a little social media stage or you're just posting a lot of stuff and you're, you know, whatever, saying dumb shit. And then sometimes you don't. Sometimes it's yeah. just not on the brain. I've, I've had it like not on the brain. So I'll scroll and I'll check all the Twitter stuff and all the stuff that I follow that I'm interested in, but I haven't posted a lot, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, you know through stage i'll think of stuff all the time like i should post that and then you just like don't for whatever reason but and i went through that stage Jeff, but every, everybody's on ago. the gram huh i mean the gram is i have friends that are just that's it's like it's like the best parts of facebook and twitter but without the bullshit just because it's mostly the happy pictures like it's, uh, it's a puppy oh it's my friends having fun and like people don't comment a lot on it it's much more just, exactly i like the pic i, think, I, I think like that's the why pic. it's better i like the pic i like the pic twitter's gotten a lot of people in a lot of trouble yeah and 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 facebook is very comment heavy you're you're like it, it seems to be much more of a communication tool. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I don't know, but like people reach out. I found my old friend on Facebook. Nobody says yeah. like, I found my old buddy on Twitter. You don't really say that. Twitter's like you follow people you're into to get information. Right. It's more of know? a mass communications platform. Yeah. I think it's big, especially if you're heavy into sports. Very effective for information about sports. Sure. Quick bleeps. Breaking news. Like, yeah. like that. The Dodgers won. You know, so-and-so got traded. So-and-so got knocked out. Like, you get a lot of information that way on Twitter that with Facebook, it would be... It would. It just wouldn't flow as quick, I guess, you know? Yeah, and I have, um, you know, friends that I'm... People that I'm friends with on Facebook that are, you know, very intelligent and they... This one gentleman in particular, like, so smart, like, ridiculously smart. And he just writes diatribes all the time. And they're, I always agree with him. He's always saying something that, that I echo in my own mind, but it's just too fucking long. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, dude, Wait, I on can't. Face, on Facebook? Uh, yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I read the paragraph and it's like, six, I open it and read more. Oh, six paragraphs? No, Jeremy, I love you. I don't have the time. Like, <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy. Too long, didn't read. TLDR. <laughs> yeah, but, but is that a thing? Oh, absolutely. This is an old thing. TL colon semicolon T D R. It's it's from Reddit. Oh really? TL, so that that that's like effectively the executive summary. Like an article, but at the top of so TLDR, I hated this one. Man, things are changing, huh? And I that's mean, old shit. People's attention span, especially like with things like reading, Gone. are it's yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, you're literally seeing the development of of the brain just it's fast, it's fast, it's quick and fast. I take it in fast, I get rid of it fast. I take it in fast, I get rid of it fast. As opposed to, let me sit down and, and take it in. I mean, like, I have, you know, I buy a lot of books. Sure. But I don't read a lot of books. And in all honesty, I mean, I actually have like a pretty sizable, nice library at home, you know, and uh, I've got so many books. I and mean, you can only read Penthouse so many times. That's true. Um, actually, it's not true. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, you know. We don't know what that, t that number is, but <laughs> I'm sure it's out there. <laughs> I'll let you know. Um, but they, uh, uh, but there's so many I have to read. And what's the thing I tell myself? Uh, it's, I don't have time for that. Cause you, 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 you compartmentalize your time and say, especially that, as you get older. Yeah. That I, yeah, yeah, you're right. As you get older, like that will take too much time and I need to do these things and I can get these things done in the amount of time that I can get that or, or dumb stuff like, well, it sounds stupid, but I can scroll on social media for an hour and take in tons of info versus have an experience with that book where I can read three or four chapters. And I think it's like almost a subconscious thing, but I, I certain, certainly find myself doing that. Yeah. The younger gentleman, and I'm old. Imagine like kids. I mean, God, it's so different. So you know? I have three things <laughs> to contribute to this part of the conversation. Uh, the first one, I'll, I'll touch <laughs> in seven parts. What's that? TLTR? <laughs> TLTR. <laughs> I think, um, so it does scare me a little bit that kids are growing up in this attention span yeah. uh, world, but they'll adapt. This is how they're going to learn from the get-go. And it's not how we learn, so it's going to be weird to us and not make get off my lawn kind of shit. You should do it this way, but they will adapt. What do you mean they'll adapt? Kids that are nope. coming up in this generation will learn that way in a quick attention span way. So maybe it won't be the way that we're accustomed to in long form articles okay. and books, but they will still get the same information. And they'll still glean what they need to as long as, you know, they have, mm -hmm. all the other pieces are in place. I okay. don't think that that's a problem specifically. Okay. Uh, the second one is I feel the same way as you. I can fucking do something mindless and scroll through or I can read a book. Um, which I don't often do because I don't I just don't read very much. But by the you, way, I thought we were having an earthquake <laughs> and it was the dog bumping in my chair. I had no oh, idea the right, dog right. was standing next to me. That was really weird. That was a legitimate like that pre chair shake. What the fuck? Like, I've got a quake. Go on. Uh, so you can listen to audiobooks. 
So if it's a choice between getting something done and, and there's the long plug for our new sponsor, Audible. <laughs> Audible. We actually have no sponsors. <clears throat> But that's a great way. Just much like podcasting. I mean, I get a lot of my, you know me, I listen to basically nothing but podcasts. Yeah. You don't not listen e- to a lot of music Not anymore. even books. No, it's rare that I'll listen to music yeah. in the car, like when I'm doing nothing. Me too, man. Like, uh, yeah. I, I, There's a couple of new records that came out that I'm like, oh, I want to listen to these. It's been two weeks. Haven't listened to them yet. Mm-hmm. Suck. Sorry, Kai. Um, well, we always have Kai. We always have Kai. I, Kai's. I'll never know how he finds the time. I he mean. Makes yeah, I, he, he makes it. He makes it. Yeah, he does. You know, but I. Uh, he especially he's a uh obviously heavy into the old comic book world yeah. you know and uh he but he reads them like i've i've he's got me on the bug a little bit getting back into comics a little bit i've been like cl- collecting old captain americas mm-hmm. just for fun and uh you know i got my little list and kind of maybe meet at a comic book shop and dig through some old it's fun it's comic books are great but the difference between him and i is i'm collecting them and i'm planning on reading them he reads them. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like, God damn, how do you find the time to to read as much as you do and listen to music as much as you do, especially, you know, obviously having a young kid and a, and a full-time job. And I think because he commutes, absolutely, that's where he gets his listening in absolutely. because he has to spend legitimate time in a car. And he, he does listen to podcasts like a lot. Mm. And I know he listens to a lot of music, but he also goes and buys the music. He doesn't yeah. just listen to it on Spotify. He'll pick up an album. He'll pick and he up reads LP. a lot too. He does. But it's got, you know, I think what it's affected is, and I'm sure he would disagree saying, no, 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 no. But I think it's affected his, his movie watching. Because he used to be a huge movie watcher. He, he was a guy a movie that movie a day every day for a year. For a year. And I think he even extended that into his second year. Which is awesome. Super cool thing to do. He I ain't think. doing that now. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's maybe the trade. Because I know, like he said, even going to see well, going to see movies is like so difficult with a child. Of and, course. And but I think maybe he's kind of when the kid goes to sleep, he has the ability to do some reading. Or if like, you know, like grandmom's got the kid, he can make that his day to like catch up on his comics. Whereas you're probably not going to, you know, go to the movie theater. You know? Sure. But he's really good with that. You know, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Dan, I completely cut you off. You That's said right. adaption. Number one, they'll adapt. You can listen. It'll, to it has changed, but they will still get what they need. Yeah, because they'll they'll grow up that way. Okay. Um, so I'm not too worried about kids growing up in that sort of uh, attention span where it's a uh, super short attention span. Um, where things are flipping all the time. Two, if you get, if you can always listen to a book if you're busy. If it's the choice between reading and getting something done, you can do both. And the third point is my friend Dylan gave me a, a book, a dead tree book, about two years ago for my birthday. And I finally just finished it like a month, not even two weeks ago. Uh-huh. And by the time, and it's not even a long book, it's like 330 pages, short, but I was reading it like on my lunch breaks at work and I would take it and I used to read a lot on tour because we had a lot of downtime Yeah. and I didn't when we were home because I was busy doing other shit. Yeah. I, I got computers, I got a job, I got yeah. a dog, like, so I finally finished this book and I was like, God damn it, why didn't I finish this sooner? The end of the book was so goddamn good uh-huh. and it was a nonfiction book about this true story about this fucking tiger and the Russian tiger that was like attacking people. It's an incredible story. It was written like poetry and I was like... God damn it. Yeah. So, and every time I read a good book, I say, what an amazing thing, you know, books are. Like, they're just the fucking best. They are. I do, they're just the best. And I always tell myself, why don't I read more? You know, uh, and then what happens? You know, six months goes by and I read something. I'm like, why don't I read more? Yeah. So um, for my birthday, Owen got me the first three books from the Expanse series, which I love. Okay. It's a TV show. So I started the first book today because I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to read more books. Good for you. So, you know, it's going to be maybe. What a timely conversation. So you you have made a pledge to read more. Yeah. And it started today. In fact. Good. How much did you read? I got about 30 pages in because it was over my lunch and like, it's not a lot. So you're making that kind of like your little lunch thing, huh? Yeah. So I used to. You're going to read every lunch? Is that? uh, For the most part. So I, what I've done for a long time is I just play games on my iPad because you know what? Yes, no no surprise. Which, when you're really fucking (laughs) busy, sometimes you need a mindless task to do like, I'm going to connect these dots (laughs) or whatever. Yes. Tell us something we don't know. That's what I'm doing right now, J-Man. I need a mindless task document because you're boring. Uh, so I'm going to read. That's, that's what I was plan. doing. <laughs> uh, good. Good for you, man. What a great thing. And, and something to look forward to. You know, like, oh, man, I get to get another chapter in like during lunch, you know. I mean, it's very 1800s of you, but it's just, but it's awesome. It's great. I, I love it. I mean, I just, uh, yeah, I need to do that too. Because, I mean, I often think that 
I was actually thinking about this today. Oh, were enough. you? I, there's arguably nothing in my humble opinion that's more, I think, impressive and more um, that I respect more than somebody writing a goddamn book. And I don't even care what kind of book it is, but the commitment, being a writer myself, knowing the commitment that it takes me to write press releases or to write articles for the paper, knowing that commitment on the smallest possible level, right? The the commitment and the time that goes into writing an actual a novel, novel, be it an original story or be it a restored, you know, nonfiction book. It's just my, my, my mind is baffles that people are able to do that. And in, in cases like a Stephen King, a lot. And I've a read a lot. lot of his books. Like, I would like to write a book someday. Um, and I intend to write a book someday. It's just one of those things I need. Hey, I made a fucking movie. I've made records. I'm going to write a damn book, right? But the catch is... more. Yeah, no problem. Something like that. Um, but uh, the, the, the catch is... Um, actually, I'm thinking about doing a, a guide, like a handbook guide to the original 18... 18- television series unfortunately i don't know anyone that would read it but like an actual like hardcore 30 in, years late yeah a hardcore in-depth look like literally like where people get this and says somebody is fucked up like they've watched every episode and like analyze them so i'd like to do that um and you know maybe memoir or something but point being is i look at that as something that for my trajectory i even said to myself i'll write that book when i'm 50 you know what i'm saying you know like 50 sounds like a good age to do some writing, like novel writing or book writing, but it's so time consuming. It's take you 10 years, man. May yeah. as well start now. Exactly. It's just so time consuming. I have a lot of respect. <laughs> Our friend Joe Levin. Joe Levin. Joe Levin. Uh, he's, Levin. Yeah, he's been in the process of writing a book um, for a while, like an actual uh, fiction book. You know, I mean, he's a, a librarian. He's a librarian and a former English teacher. Yeah, so I'm sure the punctuation will be sensational. Um, you know, can't speak for the story, but still going to have an editor. Those periods will be in the right place. Um, them commas. Uh, uh, but with that said, like, I think that's a real noble task. I really have a lot of respect for anybody that writes a book, even if it's about something I could care less about, even if it's a, a, just something about, damn, you took the time to write a book. And now everything's so different with online publishing. Mm-hmm. It's much like you record labels. Publish. You can self-publish. You can just, uh, you know, with Kindles and whatnot, like, hey, yeah. is it physical? Nope. If Fine. you want to read it, you have to read it online. You have to read it on your device. But it exists. I still wrote it and you can still read it. Again, I'm a physical book guy. I want to hold it. I want it on my shelf. I want that experience. You know, I was until I got a Kindle. Oh, like, but this Dan, is- come on, man. I mean, it's nothing sacred. No, <laughs> nothing is. That's the point. No sacred cows, J-Man. Mm. Uh, yeah, but it, but it's just, you know, you can have all of your books with you all the time. Uh-huh. How cool is that? Very cool. You don't have to have a bookshelf. Hey, you can't take that with you. Look at music. Moving books is a fucking pain in the yeah, ass. Have I mean, you moved lately? Yeah. Look at freaking music, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, you know what I'm saying? You know, I mean. You, yeah. yeah. You guys made fun of me when I bought an iPod. You legit made fun of me. We did. You were so ahead of your time. <laughs> I mean, you were light years ahead of your time. You might as well came from the motherfucking future, dude. You were like Marty McFly. I mean, you like... <laughs> I'll never forget. I'll take it. We used to make fun of you because I like, didn't have that. That was Aaron had the vest though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. He looked like Marty McFly. He did. Oh man, still does. Crazy times, Dan. I mean, I guess what we're really talking about, oddly enough, to go full circle, is basically Westworld in terms of the story of how things are changing and and uh, what do you mean? Robots essentially are are taking over that world of that TV show, and in many ways, technology and robots are giving way to things like books being obsolete. You know, I mean, I don't think they'll ever be obsolete, but they won't have the weight that they that they once did. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a great scene in Game of Thrones where they, you know, uh, Sam gets into the the Maester's library at the Citadel, and he's like, "Oh my God!" And this beautiful shot of like this massive light. I imagine this is what the Vatican looks like, uh-huh. and there's all these chains going down the, you know, the, the bookshelves. And I turned to, I used to watch it with Ted because it would come on every Sunday. I'm like, "Oh, what was that about?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, books were the most expensive thing you could have for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So they would run chains and a and a little ring through the book, and chains would go through the book so that you couldn't take it too far off the shelf and steal them because they were such." A thing of wealth. Wow! Like, because they had to be handwritten. If yeah. you think about it, like, so you're talking about like 1600s. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Before, before, um, what the fuck is his name? The guy that invented. The well, earlier press. than that, Jesus, forget 1600s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking like 
before before the printing press. Mm. I God, this guy's name is slipping my tongue. Anyway, it, so yeah, they were expensive and they'll never go away. We'll always have books, but now you can just have them all on your fucking mm. phone and read them anytime you want. I'm a collector, man. I've said it many times. I like to collect things. I like to hold the objects. I like to feel them. I like to smell of books. I like the smell of bookstores. I, I love opening up an old book and That's just true. taking a whiff. So you know, there's a there's a physical aspect of that. But again, uh, I'm old. We talk about it all the time. You and I grew up in a very weird age bracket where we have a foot in the old world yep and we have a foot in the new world we are almost probably the perfect age to experience the pre-internet world and remember it yep. and understand it and be a part of it but also to experience the a world in which digital technology has changed everything like literally changed everything you meet kids that grew up in the 90s sorry that's us you meet kids that were born in the 90s yep. they don't know they do not know what it's like to have a world. They never lived in a world that didn't have email. They never yep. lived in a world that didn't have, oh my God. Well, hell, a kid born today music. in 2000 is 18. That's fucked up. 2000. So, and if you're born in 2000, you don't know a world oh, pre-digital. Without the internet. You don't know a world pre, pre-digital music. Isn't that no. crazy? When yep. we were making, when you and I were making CDs. When, when we were recording to tape. <laughs> Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. And now kids are have better sound quality than our first record, and they're doing it in their bedroom with a computer. Yeah. And we were in, like, a studio. Mm-hmm. Very expensive studio with Pink. very expensive gear. Yeah. And the sound quality is, in many ways, better. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's all changed, my man. It's crazy. But books are one thing that I'd like to just, I don't know, it's just. Can't let them go. Can't let someone. I, I mean, I'm even letting physical music go. I mean, I collect vinyl for artists sure. that I like, as you know. And but I'm, oh, man, I don't really buy CDs anymore, dude. I think I can officially say I stopped when the new Steve Earl came out and the new They Might Be Giants came out, and I didn't go and buy the CDs. Mm. I think I can officially say I'm not buying CDs. That's wild. I've, I mean, for me, you know how deep but I go. Still, but you're still buying music. Am I? Well, you said you would go buy vinyl of, of well, collector's go, items, right? I will absolutely go to um, Amoeba down in L.A., and I will absolutely buy used vinyl. I won't buy, like, the brand new vinyl, but I will absolutely buy, you know, guys that I collect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's that rate. I'll even buy old CDs if it's somebody that I like, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, Arlo Guthrie, I don't have that particular record on sure. CD. I'll buy that. But new material? I'm not buying my favorites. And for a long time, I'd say there's a couple guys that I'll always buy. I'll so buy you're every. Not, you're not buying the 180 gram red release of Lincoln that just, you know, is out now. No, <laughs> but I have the original version of Lincoln sealed and I have an open copy and I have an autograph copy on vinyl. Oh, yeah. You have all three of those. Yeah, I do. I wow, do. That's amazing. Yeah, 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 it's really impressive. Yeah. And it's the original shit. Like the one I have sealed. That's like it came out in 1988. And for some reason, nobody opened the copy that I have. <laughs> that's which is sadistic. That's a weird find. Yeah, like, how yeah. did you find that? Oh, uh, you know where I found that is um you'll love this uh, Santa Barbara um on State Street American Pie. No, when um uh, the people that own the theater had a record shop on uh, State Street back yeah, before they yeah. owned the theater. Right when they when, were the coach house people. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, full on. Really dating yourself there. Yeah, it really is, man. Time's <laughs> flying. Well, Dan, um, to wrap this episode up, to talk about the past and being old and, and the change that's occurring, we have big news that we, we didn't even talk we about. We didn't talk about anything I thought we were going to talk about today. Yeah, what are we doing, dude? We have huge news. Really we buried the are lead. doing... Yeah, we buried the lead. <laughs> like really Great. deep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking. Gutenberg, yeah. that was the guy, by the way. Yeah, buried the lead, dude. <laughs> uh, we buried the lead like Juan and Dan and fucking a Palm Spring massage. Um, so, uh, Dan, we're going to do a 20th anniversary show. Uh, it's official. It's we official. Doing a 20th anniversary show. We threatened to do it for a long time. We had a lot of people ask us all about it after the United Kingdom, you know, but, um, we said we would do something and we are doing it. It's we're happening. Doing it. So we did a soft announcement. I saw it. Um, we did the soft announcement letting to save the date. Save the date. And guess what? Let's talk about it right now. Sure. We, we have great news. We'll, we'll announce it here before the public even is aware. And the four of you watching on Facebook get to hear it first. Get Thank to hear you. it first. So we have... Um, uh, it is. We already announced Saturday, October 13th. We got the you date know. down. We got the date down. We're doing it in Ventura in the hometown. Is the venue locked down for sure? The venue is locked down. So let's have a world. Nice. Uh, yesterday it was like still not 100%, but now it's 100%. 
Oh, no. The venue is 100. The opening act is oh. not. Does that okay. make sense? Okay. Yeah. So we can't talk about any. Op- uh, the, we can talk about the venue. We can talk about the venue. Got it. Dan, drum roll. We're going to be doing our show on Saturday, October 13th, 20th anniversary show. First local show in three years. At least. At least. Because I think the last one we did was before we went to England the last time, which was three and a half years ago. So wow. almost four. Which at Discovery. Yes. Yay. Yeah. J-Man, I am so pumped that we're playing this venue. You're kidding. For lots of reasons. Tell me all these reasons. It's a great stage. Yes. They actually have big shows there. Mm-hmm. Big bands come and play this place. And it's not a big place. It's a bowling alley. It's a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a bar. Mm-hmm. They have a stage with mm-hmm. good sound and good lighting. So... Mm-hmm. I can't think of a better place for us to play this show. Yeah. Especially because we want to do it a little bit early. We don't want to go on at midnight. We do. Because we're old now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to get to bed early. So yeah. it's going to be a kick-ass fucking show. I, this is the venue that I wanted us to play at. Uh-huh. And I wasn't sure it was going to happen. When you texted us the other day, I was like, fuck yeah, Discovery. That's awesome. Nice. I agree with you on everything you said. Um, this venue, if uh, people are not aware of it, it's exactly what we were looking for. And yeah. I was very, very worried about venues because things are very different in here in Ventura. We have a big theater, but we're not big enough to go there. It'd not be even empty. Close. It'd be uncomfortable. It would suck, right? At the same time, I think this is going to be a good show. And I don't want to go to a dive bar and be on the floor in the corner and just have it uncomfortable. And you know what I mean? I didn't want that either. I wanted right. a little class here. Discovery, like you said, has an actual stage, right? which is a big deal. It is a big it's deal for us. It's not a huge stage, but it's a stage. There are it's six a stage. of us up there. It's got an little room. It's a stage. They have a sound system, so we don't have to pay to bring a sound system in, which is a big deal. Um, they have lighting, which is which a big deal as well. And it's just the right size, Dan. It's exactly it's what we're looking for. It's perfect. If we get some people in there, it's going to look great. If we pack it, it's going to look amazing. But it's not something we're like, if we don't get 400 people, it's going to look like shit. You know, we don't have that pressure of having to you know, bring so many people, but at the same time, there's space for people. It's comfortable. Um, we're doing it a little earlier. So if so people have kids, they can bring their kids. There's room for kids to run around and have a good time because it's, it's all, all ages. ages, but there's a bar. So the people that want to drink can absolutely get something to drink and there's also food so people like your parents or my parents they can sit down and and, and eat and uh, it's just exactly what we're looking for we got very lucky if you're getting true story call up because i knew it was the place to do it and uh, i spoke to the guy that runs it that i know there and i he said oh dude we absolutely would love to have that show 100 percent." he's like let's do it wow oh yeah awesome so but he said um he said as long as it's november or december we're good and i'm like i said here's a problem we have one date that we can do it. And literally, that's it. We literally, it's one date. So if you can't do the date, don't break my heart. Tell me now and I'll look elsewhere. Told him the date and he's like, oh, geez, man. He was like, I think we're dead booked. He's like, let me check the calendar. He said, you're not going to believe this. We have one opening on Friday, Saturday nights Fucking kidding in, in August, September, and October. And it happens to be October 13th dead lucky because they have a lot of like white boy reggae shows there that stuff's really that's the that's like the ground zero for reggae around here well not only that but they also kind of get big shows like she wants revenge is playing there like i know they're not huge huge but bigger than i thought discovery would get they're getting that they're getting what this town never had the the middle venue we always had bars and we always had the theater, but we never had the place for bands that do 300, 400, 500 not people. Not since Brian Parr stopped doing shows. It's true. It's very true. We, we just have not had that venue, dude. And they have uh, two sensational God, The livery sh- was fantastic in its day. Oh, yeah. And the livery is cool because you could stuff 250 people in there and it looked like the end of the world. But you could also have 100 and it looked great. Yep. And it's hard to find venues like that. And most of the times, Brian would stack 400 people in yeah. there. And, yeah. like- <laughs> and, you know, this is very similar to the livery in terms kind of... of- it's bigger by all means, but it's got some similar qualities. It, the, the, I think the venue part is close to the same size. Yeah, it's, it's cool. I'm, I'm, it's just perfect. We scored. We got yeah, really, we yeah, really awesome. got lucky, dude. I was worried that we were going to have to rent a place, rent a stage. Just literally, we it up at Rock City, or yeah, like, and, and which we, would be fine. We but it had to be Ventura, man. These people just don't travel. I mean, I love a lot of my friends, and there's a lot of people that have never seen us. I mean, there's new people in your life and my yeah. life that literally have never seen us and have been like when are you going to do something around here but i knew if we went to rock city which is a great venue in camarillo even though it's 20 minutes away i can guarantee you 
half the size of what we could do in Ventura because people are Probably. that lazy. And and we are going to do it a little early. Um, we will have an opening act, but we're we're staying away from the loud band thing. Just just giving everybody a heads up. I'm not saying what we have in the works, but we are not going to. Oh, um, and if what comes th- if what's on the docket comes through, I'm going to be so pumped. <laughs> oh, dude, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's mind blowingly good. Yeah, I know. But we we just can't go there yet. I know. Um, I know. Uh, with that said, uh, it's it's going to be. I'm not just blowing this up. It's going to be a special night. We got a lot of fun things planned. Mike's coming into town for it. We're going to do a full set. It's not going to be the UK set of 30 minutes. You know, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be 35. Th- yeah, it's going to be wonderful. 35. It's gonna, we have so many friends that are coming in. I know a lot of people from out of town have, have talked about making travel plans. If you from Colorado, we're coming. There you go. Yeah. If you are listening to this, um, we will be uh, putting tickets on sale next week. We'll be announcing some more information, but honestly, you got the drop. That's what's happening Saturday, October 13th at Discovery in Ventura. Uh, we'll have tickets. It'll be uh, advanced tickets, um, and then they'll be available at the door as well for a couple extra bucks. And here's the other thing, Dan. We're keeping it way cheap, dude. We're not trying. This is not a moneymaker cash grab for us. Literally, I think the game plan is I don't want to set the price yet, but basically the advanced tickets, it's just completely cheap. We just want people to come and have a good yeah. time. We're literally, it's, not about, this is, it's about paying for the venue. That's it. 100%. So we're keeping it nice and simple and easy. It's going to be a great night. We got some fun things planned, and uh, I'm really pumped up for it. It's going to be great. You know, uh, Mike's coming into town, like I said, and uh, it should be a really great way to celebrate this 20th anniversary year. We got to do the big dream tour at the beginning of the year over in England. Fuck yeah, we did. And now we get to play this great hometown show and uh, it's going to be really good, man. It's going to be great. So if anybody's listening, um, definitely make those travel plans. Definitely come into town. It's it's one worth. If you're on the fence, you want to come. This is the one you want to come to. Dude, I mean, 20 years, it's a big deal. It is. And honestly, that's how I'm pitching it to people. I ain't playing around at all. I'm not like, hey, my band's playing a show again. You should come. I'm be like, listen, I spent my whole life basically doing this. And if you are my friend and you support me and my endeavors, if you are in town, I expect you to be there. If you're out of town, you all good. But if I hear that you were caught at Bombay later having a beer, or if you just stayed home to watch the ball game, you can fuck right off. That's like right. this, Literally, this is an important night. This is like the celebration of what you and I I spent the majority of our lives doing more, more of our lives than not. Yeah, hundred percent, and it's gonna be great. So that's the big news. Like we should have led with it, but we buried it. You know, we gotta so. get to the end of the show. But we'll have more on this wonderful show. Uh, we will talk about it more on the podcast. Some of the couple things we have planned. Like Dan said, oh my goodness, if the if we can do what the we chips want, fall into place. Holy shit! The show goes to a whole new level oh. if they fall into place. But you know, hey, it's us. We got the right venue. Everything will also eat shit. You yeah, know, it's but true. It should be good. We got a lot of things planned, and uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. It's, I'm really glad we're doing this, and uh, it's, we'll be uh, full court press on this come next week. We want to get past Labor Day, and before we do the posters and do the tickets, because just get everybody back yeah. into school, and then we're just going to start hitting it hard, man. We'll get the Facebook event and all that shit. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll I'm be making really personal invitations. Physical, old school, just like how we started. You know, like right anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, because <laughs> that one will read them. Stuffs the head. <laughs> Everybody writes back. Too little, too late. Don't uh, TLDR. <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, Dan, this has been a. Uh, uh, hey, things are good, right? I things mean, as great. much as times are changing, things are good. And damn, you know, we've made it really far in life. We're things still are better alive. than they've ever been. R.I.P. John McCain. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Yeah. Uh, you know, sorry he died. God, how about the love fest that that guy's getting? I mean, I know he did some good, but people are quick to forget some of the bad. We disagreed on a lot of shit, he and I. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I think he did good in the end. It was cool how he like went anti-Trump and at the end. And he stood up to the bully, dope. which is always admirable. Yeah. It was dope when he, he knew the last thing he was going to do in the Senate was shoot down yeah. that health care oh, thing. So powerful. He was dope. So powerful. Yeah, it was bad. He should have thrown a little suck it in after. <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a quick shout out and props to MC Lars. He just got married. Yeah, so. he did. Congrats, yeah, he married a fellow uh, hip hop queen. Yeah. So they're like a freaking like nerd they're rap power power couple. Always, know. And you know what I was surprised about that is uh, he did it in a church, like a legit old school proper like Catholic church, which is totally cool, but sort of also surprising. Unexpected. Unexpecting for a post-punk laptop rapper who married a girl who was almost in almost like a feminist nerd rap core group, you know, I never uh, got I never I mean, it's been a long time since I talked to MC Lars, but I never did talk to him about religion. So I don't know where he falls on that. Yeah, but he could be a religious dude. His wife. Right. could be. I don't know. Yeah, that's crazy. I just when like I saw the, the picture, I'm like, whoa, I would expect him to get married at like, you know, I don't know, like Comic Con or yeah. something, you know, <laughs> yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah. People would have been into that shit. But yeah, good for him. Hell of a guy. Always Fuck wonderful yeah. to us. Stand and up, uh, very, very happy for him and his uh, lovely bride, who by yep. all accounts is a, is a really great person. So, hey, you know what you're going to do? Life goes on and uh, he's doing good and things are good. Things are good. I'm staying nice.
nice and positive these days. Yeah, fuck just, yeah. I had some. Uh, I had a big trip. Just eat shit on me last week. Oh, it wasn't. Oh, good. oh, dude, it didn't happen. What? Yeah, yeah. Again, I have some Canadian. I, I, I next week, I promise you, we right. gotta talk Canada, dude, because right. Canada has struck back on your boy J Man mighty hard. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> eh. <laughs> Dan, uh, l- l- send us out with school starting. You're almost back in the mix, or you are back in the mix. I'm back in the mix. IT job. We want to uh, say good luck to everybody that is starting school. Going yeah, ready to go to school. Two more districts that haven't started yet. They start next week. Okay. By and large, Ventura County is back in school. So yeah. good luck, everybody. Ventura Unified. It's going to be a rough year. As they, <laughs> <laughs> well, to quote Rick from Rick and Morty, which is the greatest show of all time, <laughs> you know, as they say in Canada, peace out. <laughs>